listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Anyway, hello everyone and welcome to episode 130 where we will be discussing chapter 20 in Clockwork Princess, The Infernal Devices. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What what? <laughs> yeah. Oh Insert hype soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we used to use the cat sound to cover our fucks? Like once? Yeah, one episode? Once. And yeah. then it scared Robin and so we couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> well, she used the cat to cover someone's name before we oh, decided, okay. like, before we were, like, I say we like I fucking did anything, but like that like <laughs> editing skill, you know? Yeah. Just a cat noise. When, when we thought we were just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you remember when we first started? We were like, we're not going to say fuck. <laughs> that and lasted then, like three seconds. We're like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, because let's be honest, I'm the problem there. Like, I can't. <laughs> I feel like I could take a close second. Okay, listen. <laughs> if if you know, you know. And it's like the Shadowhunter books are YA. As they get written, they're very much on the end of that yeah. uh-huh. spectrum, right? So it's like there's like you're saying we're not saying anything that's worse than what's in the books you could read. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Apart from but maybe also, language, but like disclaimer, like we, we we put the explicit thing, right? Yeah, we live in the yeah we live in the world. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not we we are not making this for teenagers. If teenagers happen to listen, great. But that that's not we're not like hey. We are putting together a children's podcast. Like that's not that's not what we're doing. We're like hide your kids. Hide your kids. Yeah. Hide your wife. Exactly. No, bring your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your kids. Your wife. Give us your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. Uh, so Robin had an exciting weekend. Oh yeah, tell us. The totes and the goats. Um, dude, it's been an exciting like week. Did you say I'm exciting? I'm exciting. <laughs> That's the McDonald's version. I don't know. I'm so tired. My words are just coming together. Yeah. We did wedding camping slash wedding, mm-hmm. which I cooked for two days for and shopping and all this other stuff. And then we had our golf tournament for work today. So like, I'm tired, man. Not yeah. Robin's wedding, her mother's wedding. Yeah, my mother's wedding. Yeah, as you know. Yeah, I've done been. I've done did that. Done did that. <laughs> uh huh. And I thought oh. that was crazy. <laughs> I have a okay. I have a very weird ask a question for both of you. Do either of you have fairy wings? I have children's size ones. What did you ask? Okay. <laughs> If you have fairy wings, I know this, this is wings. a weird sidebar. I thought you said a wig, and I was like, what's a fairy no. wig? No, I don't. My grandma my grandma wants me to go to her, like, they, there's a fairy luncheon, because my grandma's a red hatter, and so she wants me to go with her, but I need to yeah. I need to get fairy wings. And I was like, well, I should probably ask if anyone has fairy wings yeah. before I go buy myself some. I have them. They were um, Audrey's when she was two, and I still have them because clearly, why would you get rid of those? Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll fit me. Right. Fair. Omar did wear them. So, I mean, they would fit. Your husband's also like 60 pounds lighter than I am. Right. (laughs) Probably more. He's like 100 pounds lighter than me, so it's fine. (laughs) So, um, Good thing it's like Halloween time because they're probably more accessible. Oh yeah, or it's about to be Halloween time. Okay, listen. Or are you just August. gonna go all out because then you could use them at the Ren Fair? Like I, I might. That's what mm-hmm. I was like. Okay, like if I'm gonna buy fairy wings, I might as well. <laughs> might as well go all out. <laughs> might as well buy fairy wings, right? I, I follow this lady on Facebook. It's I think it's the Crooked Feather, and she makes the ones that, like, expand and, like, flap and stuff. So oh. freaking cool, dude. Okay, yeah. I won't be going that far. No. But... I, I mean, I, I, the amount of time and detail that I'm sure she puts into everything, mm-hmm. she charges what she should charge for them. Yeah. But, I mean, not to go to a Red Hatter lunch. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. At a park in Gresham. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> you could wear my. You could borrow my dress. What dress? If you want the um one I wore for the wedding. Oh oh. <laughs> I have I have my my floral one that's kind of like that same shape, with the okay. bell sleeves. You know that I think I'm gonna Cute. wear that. Uh, I love it. But yeah. You when your grandma invites you to do something weird and cool you can't say no right hell no yeah it's 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 literally illegal so there's that (laughs) um i have to tell you guys a kind of a funny story that robin knows because i'm telling you something she said so Kristen, i'm telling you a story (laughs) oh i'm excited so today i was um she was telling me that she needed to write the recap still and i was like dude again once again I didn't read the whole chapter. I literally read <laughs> to my part. I got farther this time. I at least read Kristen's part. But I was like, will you tell me what happened? And she goes, yeah, tonight when we record. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> you going to make me pay for it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, you don't remember the first time you read the book. Right. No. <laughs> especially not the, like, nitty details on no. it. Yeah. Like, and, like, I, I never write the recap until, like, 8 o'clock like yep. go time and I'm always been like shit happened and it was cray the end yeah <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh my gosh well anyway that was funny I love that but uh I love that for probably you. I love that for you mm, so mm. cute <laughs> I think we should probably cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap previously on Downworld or dish. Will makes his way into Morty's cave of wonders. Only unfortunately for him, there's no magic carpet to give him a ride out. He twists and turns through the creepy tunnels, seeing Morty's unanimated automaton army, complete with shadow hunter runes, possibly acquired a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Lucky for Will, (laughs) he picks what's behind door number two and finds Tessa running... Wait, sorry. I did not use proper punctuation here so I looked like I needed to keep talking and I didn't grammar (laughs) people (laughs) finds Tessa period running headfirst through Morty's invisible trap locking him inside with her they catch up on all the recent current events including Jim's death and all the shenanigans they encountered on the road to finding each other to save you all from any more awkward, let's just say that talking leads to canoodling and canoodling leads to Tessa and Will sitting in a tree, <laughs> except there's no tree and there's a whole lot more bases covered than first. <laughs> in fact, there's a swing and a pop out past left field that ends in a home run. Ooh. Swing. Bada, bada, bada. Did you have to Google that? I was no. going to say, I was yeah. going to say, wow, that's, that's some lingo. I'm yeah. impressed. Pop out. Never heard that before. I don't know if that's a baseball thing or not. That's just my brain. (laughs) Could have fooled us. Yeah. Absolutely. I played softball. It totally is. It's America's pastime, and I am America. (laughs) You are America. I wish I was all of America. We'd be so nice to each other, and nobody would leave their house. No, if you were all of America, because you're not very nice to yourself. That's fair. That's fair. Well, she's rude. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. (sighs) Good stuff. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, you guys, while Will and Tessa were getting their freak on, Henry and Magnus. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Get your freak on. Get your freak on. Uh, Henry and Magnus were putting the final touches on the greatest shadow hunter downworlder collaboration the world has ever seen. I mean, did I you mean, guys get chills? Yeah, they were multiplying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rip, bro. Shout out. Oh. Yeah. It was really yeah. It was Rip like back O&J. in the early aughts where they had that like rock slash rap crossover songs, you know? Okay. Oh, like Papa yeah. Roach, like anything by by Limp Biscuit or Papa Roach. Yeah, Limp Biscuit is the first thing that comes up on my Amazon. Uh, uh what's it called? Playlist. The playlist. Thank you, <laughs> dude. Chocolate Starfish 
That was mm. that was a perfect album at the time. I have not listened to it in several years though. So like and I kind of don't want to cuz I'm like what if yeah. There's mm-hmm. things in it that I'm like really? I didn't yeah. remember that. Like Yep. This so is I'm sour. I'm going to let it be I'm going to let it be nostalgia. There you go. <laughs> Um, so everyone's down in the crypt admiring the archway of, like, glowing green rooms, which, according to fucking Gabriel, whose point of view we're in, by the way, um, are most definitely not from the Grey Book, because he definitely would have noticed, like, he he would have recognized them if they were, so they can't be, so, you know, because he's so smart. Perfect memory. Yes. (laughs) How could anyone even know that, Gabriel? (laughs) And the way the scene is described kind of sounds like the physical manifestation of falling into a K-hole during a rave. It says, like, quote, They glowed green in the darkness, pale and acidic. Within the space created by the runes, the wall was not visible. Only darkness, impenetrable, as if, as if of a great dark pit. And, yes, I double-checked that wording, and that wording is correct. That's what's in the book, but it does not sound right. <laughs> It's one of those things that just doesn't sound good to my ears. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it feels very like ominous. Uh huh. Like I don't know. Like I understand Gabriel's hesitation here. <laughs> I mean, there's magic involved. It doesn't sound like people really trust Henry that don't know him well. So I agree. Yeah. Even those that do may or may not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So Henry and Magnus are taking turns marveling at their immense accomplishment and diverting credit to the other. They're like, no, you're, you're great. No, it's because of you. You're fantastic. (laughs) It's like us trying to compliment each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And Gabe's like, Hey guys, I hate to break up the circle jerk, but we've got some questions. Okay. Dude, I literally used that like last week. Circle jerk? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, fishing from the same pond. Like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I was at work talking about people at work. But, you know, oh, I, I mean, you meant, I, I it was meant, very yeah. professional. The whole thing was a very <laughs> professional conversation. Very professional circle jerk. <laughs> it was great. I thought you meant in your script. I was like, No, I just remember, in my okay. everyday life. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, so Charlotte jumps in and is like, uh, yes, it's a very pretty portal, um, but has it been through beta testing yet? Like, right. <laughs> this feels like a rush job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried. And I was like, no, we haven't had time, but I promise my math is perfect. <laughs> like, I did the calculations myself. And this is before calculators, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So it's doubly worrisome. This is the man who lit himself on fire twice. Like, <laughs> Yep. Do you think he used an abacus? No, psh, not Henry. I just wanted to say that word, to be honest with you. <laughs> Unfortunately, this doesn't have the z- desired calming effect. And fucking Gabriel blurts out that Henry and Magnus should be the first to test it out since it's their invention. <laughs> He's like, well, then you guys should be the ones to do it. And everyone's like, damn, Gabriel. And Gideon teases uh, that he replaced Will, which, of course, Gabriel quickly refutes. <laughs> and Cecily mutters under her breath, um, quote, I fucking hope not. I-, I mean, no, she doesn't say fucking, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Quote. You can quote me quote. on the quotes. Quote, that is a Robin sentence if I've ever heard one, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, she says something like, I certainly hope not, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, something to that effect. Uh, solidifying her as one of my absolute favorites and uh, drawing the young Mr. Lightwood's attention. And Gabriel makes note that she's looking especially pretty today Hmm. Uh, but after giving her a good once over he decides that since they're all probably gonna die it's not exactly the most pressing issue at the moment um unlike making sure that everyone knows that he is for sure nothing like will because that is what's important that (laughs) clearly yeah and by everyone i mean cecily for sure (laughs) 
So Magnus volunteers to go first, but Tessa's going to be on the other side, um, and maybe even Will. So he should bring weapons and gear along with him since, you know, they need every available fighter they can get at this point. Charlotte agrees, and she heads up to get, like, Sophie and the others because she's like, they're, they're sh- they should be here, and Sophie can help. Like, gather the things you need. But she's disheartened because none of the clave have shown up to help, right? And it leaves Henry, like, kind of, like, looking worriedly after his poor wife. And it ugh, it just kind of breaks my heart. Because, like, at this moment, they don't know, like, things look bleak as fuck. Uh-huh. Right. Right? Like, there's there's, like, six of them. Like, it's not looking great. And Charlotte's pregnant. And, like, this is a really, like, I'm sure this is a really rough, like, Henry's really excited that he was able to, like, create this portal, give them an opportunity. But at the same time, it means that he's putting, his his invention is putting his wife in further danger. Absolutely. Uh Um, So I am going to read a little bitty, a little bitty from the book. Gabriel could not blame him. It was obvious a, it was obviously a severe blow to Charlotte that no one had answered her call and come to aid them. Though he could have told her they would not. People were intrinsically selfish, and many hated the idea of a woman in charge of the Institute. They would not put themselves at risk for her. Only a few weeks ago, he would have said the same thing about himself. Now knowing Charlotte, he realized to his surprise the idea of risking himself for her seemed an honor. As if, or as it would be to most Englishmen to risk themselves for the queen. Oh. So, quick sidebar. Um, I love that a book allows you the space to, like, analyze something in, in the context of a character, but at the same time holds a mirror up and forces you to see it in yourself. So, like, for instance, right here, like, I can relate to Gabriel and his assessment of people. Peep- paper <laughs> people <laughs> and their uh like natures and motives um that's very much how I see the world I'm, I'm definitely cynical <laughs> in that way um uh-huh. but I can recognize that as like cynical and a limited perspective in the context of Gabriel as a character um which in turn helps me reflect and analyze that like on my own perspective like Mm-hmm. If if I see him, be, if if I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous of you, but then, like, that's also how I think in real life, then I'm like, hmm, yeah, <laughs> maybe. <yep. laughs> Which is funny, because, like, outwardly, like, I'm very much, like, a silver lining person. I always look for, like, the bright side in a situation, but when it comes to, like, people and expecting people to, like, do good, I'm like, yeah, no, you're all pieces of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's fair. You... I- you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. And it's not that I don't know that there are good people out there. It's just, I feel like it's rare. They're all in well, this. Robin is America. So. So. Right. <laughs> right. <sighs> I just love that about a book. I, I love that I can, you know, when I'm reading, I it does make me think about, like, okay, how do I relate? How would I do this? Like, how would I relate in this situation? And then looking at a, especially Gabriel, because, like, I am so fucking Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not, like, some entitled rich kid or anything like that. But, like, in terms of, like, just thinking everyone's a piece of shit, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel that hard. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, anyway, back to the portal. Uh, Cecily's got questions on how this works because right now it looks like they're getting prepped to step into a black hole. Like, this does not look promising. And Henry and Magnus take turns explaining the magical nature of the portal. Basically, someone's got to program the destination into it, uh, which is where Cecily comes in because she's the only one that's actually been there. Right. <laughs> And poor lovesick Gabriel can't keep his mouth shut, interrupting to make sure Cecily won't have to be, like, the first to use the portal. Um, And then he immediately tries to cover it up by making the excuse that the reason he's concerned is because she's not trained enough. And I'm like, dude, talk about sticking your foot in your mouth. Like, it would have just been better if you just seemed like you cared. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kind of turned into a dick. I know it's wild, but <laughs> it's a tough pill to swallow. So naturally, Cecily starts to argue, but the their schoolyard bickering is cut short by Charlotte coming back, followed by Sophie, Bridget, Cyril, and three silent brothers loaded down like Rambo. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Tell me. Were you internally mad as mothers that they made Charlotte or allowed Charlotte, I guess, to climb those fucking stairs just to go get them? <laughs> None of the young kids could have been like, no, Charlotte, you are very pregnant. Just stay here. Your feet are swollen. I'll go up those stairs and get <laughs> those motherfuckers. I was okay, I don't know how pregnant she is right now, but That's I fair. think she's still yes. early stages. But still, okay. yes. yes. That's true. I forgot these books are like, it's been two hours. And it's been two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regardless, one of the young whippersnappers could have done yeah, that. Exactly. One of the Lightwoods. I agree. I fully agree. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't think about it at the time, but I, I agree with you now. Yeah. Yeah, you're the most recent to be pregnant. So it's been about 14 yeah. years, so I don't really remember. <laughs> I tricked myself. Like, oh, yeah, like this time I'm going to like go on walks and do all. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I was a lot more active than I was with Audrey because I felt better. Mm. But no. You didn't feel like you were dying? Yeah. No, I did not feel like I was dying. <laughs> Fucking girls. Try to murder us from the inside out. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> Brother Enoch quickly assures them that nobody's in trouble. Like, we're not here to arrest you. <laughs> They've come to fight with them. They might be librarians, but they're still motherfucking shadow hunters. Okay? <laughs> it's in their blood. So, sure. Charlotte chimes in over Brother Enoch's shoulder like, oh, yeah, Henry, and guess what? The council called a mandatory meeting and didn't tell us, and that's why no one's here. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And Henry's response is the greatest line of dialogue in the entire series. And I'm going to read it to you. After I turn the page. Okay. (laughs) Henry's breath hissed out through his teeth. That bad man. He finished with a quick (laughs) glance at Cecily who rolled her eyes. It's my favorite. I love a dad being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Oh. oh, dude, that's like I hit that pothole thing on the golf course today. And oh, no. I was, I'd never driven a golf cart before and it went like <laughs> sideways. And I was like, oh, shit, talkie mushrooms. <laughs> Like any of the adults there would care. Right. But it was, it was, it was squirrely. (laughs) So the meeting is about replacing them as heads of institute, as heads of the institute. Too many words. Because whiny Waylon still thinks that Mortmain is going to attack London and they need someone stronger than Charlotte to fight this clockwork army. And Sophie's like, as if, <laughs> like, come on. There is no one stronger than Charlotte, obviously. Right. Uh-huh. Charlotte takes her time, uh, or Charlotte takes the time to use her inspiring leader feat, giving her little motley crew some much needed temp HP before the big fight. Speaking of fight, they don't have time to waste. Magnus instructs Cecily to visualize their destination. Okay. He's like, okay, puts her in front of the portal. Now we just got to like envision it. And she's looking at this little uh, black hole. And so she closes her eyes. She tries to visualize. And the black abyss starts to shift and change, finally revealing, quote, the green curve of the top of a hill. I mean, mountain. (laughs) The top of a mountain. (laughs) You know, because mountains are definitely green. 
So I imagine what transpires next happens very fast. Okay, you guys. So Cecily opens her eyes and she sees this image of Kater Idris. And she just like walks through the archway. Her body is completely such a disappearing. Dude, seriously, like no, no thought for anything. Nothing. She's like, oh, look, home. I'm going to walk through there. And Charlotte's freaking out. She's like, what the fuck? And yeah. Henry's trying to, Henry's trying to explain that, like, it's totally normal. This is how it's supposed to work. But it's all white noise to Gabe, okay? Cecily is the baddest bitch he's ever known. She just poofed into a magic portal, and his only thought is that he's got to follow her. Like, he can't let her do this alone. He's got to follow her. So he does just that. He pushes back past the others, past his brother, who's trying to stop him, and he just steps into the unknown. That's faith. Well, yeah. It's so cool to know that she was the first portaler. Yeah. She got her first portal meet. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my part is the at the council meeting. And um, all of the family names that we know are arguing with each other. Penhallow, Pangborn, Blackwell, Morganstern, you know, the works. And Aloysius Starkweather is standing there just giving his best resting bitch face. He is not entertained. Uh, The Inquisitor (laughs) slams his staff down and he yells, They shall not pass! (laughs) No? No. It's not right. I love it. It is right. It works. I love it. He tells them to shut the fuck up and sit down. Which just reminded me when I typed this of that part on Forrest Gump when Forrest is talking about being in the military and what Lieutenant Dan used to tell him. He tells us to shut up and get down. Because <laughs> he thought he heard a bomb. <laughs> oh, that just makes you think of uh, South Park, like the bus driver. She would like sit down and shut up. And then they'd say stuff like, yeah, we want to, but that fat bitch won't let us. And she's like, what did you say? Like, we said rabbits eat lettuce. And she's like, oh, well, yes, they certainly do. <laughs> That's great. <What>? So dumb. <sighs> I was going to say I love humor. So there it is. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I love humor, you guys. I love laughs. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this meeting seems like a bad idea to me. Like, have you ever guys, you guys ever heard of designated survivor? Like, no. Yes. All these important people are here. Um. So anyway, the institute reps are from all over the world, minus Charlotte, of course. And I guess as I continued to read, I realized that it says they're just reps. So I guess the designated survivor thing came a little too early because. Maybe there's only one person from each institute, but it sounds like they're the leaders. So I think it still works. It still fits. Anyway. It's still a lot of people to have yes, gathered all when in there's one an meeting. imminent threat. <laughs> exactly. You're literally afraid they're going to attack and all the important people are in one place. You idiots. Idiots. <laughs> so remember what I mentioned, Aloysius and his massive RBF? Mm-hmm. So yeah. He is not backing down. Everyone sat down when instructed to, except for him. He is so freaking pissed. He wants to know where his new Biffle Charlotte is. (laughs) Where my girl's at? Yeah. From the front to back? He refuses to give it up. Like, he is just like, I want to know where my boo is. So he says, like, your message made it sound like we would be here. Like, Charlotte would be here to explain her message. So, like, what's up, bro? Where's she at? And Kunsel Wayland is like, he's just prepared to explain Charlotte's message himself. What an idiot. And the uh. people are like, no, we want to hear it from her. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And so the consul goes on and he explains that Charlotte is overreacting and he regrets ever even giving her the position that she's in because she totally sucks. <laughs> it's not funny, but I love the way you put that. Yeah, so. Aloysius, um, although a complete piece of human garbage, 
is our homie in this moment, okay? Because he speaks up against the console, saying that he doesn't believe that uh, Charlotte is a part of Downworld or Dish, so she probably isn't much of an overreactor. (laughs) Yeah. She's not one of those ladies. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And console Wayland is like, yeah, but she's pregnant, so, you know, bitches be tripping. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, not a lot of people are interested in hearing what this guy has to say. Like, people can clearly tell that the Inquisitor doesn't like, like, he's not agreeing with what Consul Wayland is saying. And they're both exchanging glares between each other, like, just back and forth. <laughs> it's like this weird pissing match. Mom and yeah. dad are mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So before he can say any more bullshit, Consul Wayland, about Charlotte, her auntie stands up and is like, bro, I know you aren't saying that she has gone cray cray because she's carrying. I just want to put my hands on my hips because she is carrying the next generation of shadow hunters. I know that's not what you're saying, right? Correct Could me. you repeat that? Tell, yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. And Consul is like, listen, Linda, listen. There is no evidence that what she is saying could be true. Her only reason for believing that this, like, is going on with Mortmain is that punk kid Will Herondale. Benny the Dick's journals say that there will be an attack here in London, so we should get prepared for that. And people start mumbling and, like, talking amongst themselves because they didn't know that there was apparently any notes about an attack on London. (laughs) So all of this is news. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Exactly. And they're just like, (gasps) which is funny because um, they're from other places. So it's like, you brought us into this shit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Literally their job. But like, (laughs) you think think we'd have this meeting somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) You'd think. Like, can we just Skype, bro? (laughs) Did the pandemic teach you nothing? You don't have to be together. True. But also, like, how did all these people get there? What? Yeah, they don't have. They didn't hear you. How did they get there? How did they get there? Yeah, agreed. The only thing I can think of is like maybe they entered the Silent City from their entrances and then like came out the London entrance. Maybe they got maybe they got escorted by Silent Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Good thought. So. Tatiana Blackthorn slash Lightwood. And I say that because the book literally says Tatiana Blackthorn, nay, <laughs> Lightwood. <laughs> because obviously she stands up and defends the consul saying that Charlotte and it's, it's Charlotte and Will's fault that her husband and father are dead. <sighs> and finally, shit's starting to get interesting. I'm just like, boom, shit hit the fan. You guys, this is exciting. So quizzy white claw. Yes. Claw. Is like, really? <laughs> really? Did Will kill your husband? Is that what happened? Really? <laughs> Listen, I was going to keep this to myself, but since you bring it up here in front of literally everyone, here we go. Buckle up. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> we opened an investigation, and it turns out your father killed your husband, and if it weren't for Charlotte and Will, your Lightwood name would have been stricken from Shadowhunter Records, and you would be a Mundy. <sighs> and Tatiana tries to go on about Will, and she's like, but he said mean things to me before. And Quizzy gives no shits. <laughs> Which, I mean, Will did do shitty stuff, but like... That doesn't it's like have that thing to do with it. on Jurassic Park where he's like, see, look, nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. And so then she is just grasping at straws. She's like, well, well, you took our house. And he's like, no, we confiscated your house to search it and found mountains of evidence, a real mountain. <laughs> and everything. <laughs> of evidence showing your dad was a baddie and his best friend was Mortmain, bro. So not not Awkward. not looking good for you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like uh, what is that? I ain't never been with a baddie. What you did and your best friend his name is Daddy. <laughs> Morty. <laughs> Morty. So the console is um 
write that Benny the Dick's journals say there is an attack expected, but this motherfucker was so crazy in the end that not only is it not likely that Mortmain wouldn't have, like, would have told him his his plans, but it was probably a fever dream. (laughs) Right. This is not, this is not making any sense. It doesn't make sense, basically. And Consul Wayland is over it. He tells everyone that Benedict Lightwood's case has been closed. They're not here to debate Benny. They're here to discuss who is going to replace Charlotte since she's being relieved of her position. And Inquisitor, (laughs) he's over it too. He snaps. And he is just like, you're telling me you called us here to talk about replacing her when we don't even know that she's wrong? Like, seriously, we should be here talking about whether or not to go help her. That's why I thought we were all here. You're you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> so the consul starts to yell um, about not helping her. Like, we're never going to do that, blah, blah, blah. But before he can finish his rant, his head is legit chopped off from his and body. And it's just kind of like laying there. Yeah. Heads will roll. <laughs> turns out you guys that there is going to be an attack on london (laughs) because the thing that cut off his head is that automaton demon the laughing one which seems ironic to me because he was the one convincing people to not go where they should be going i don't know anyway it's funny so while everyone is freaking out and terrified obviously because that was fucking bananas. Aloysius is just standing there laughing, telling everyone, like, Charlotte told you. Ha, ha, ha. She told you this would happen. And so the robot demon decided Aloysius would be his next victim, which is, like, I was starting to like him, but I don't want to like him, so I'm glad. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So then the doors open up and a buttload of robots flood in. Because, like I said, we shouldn't all be in the same place for an attack. Yeah. You literally set it up for them, you idiots. Right. And a buttload is an actual unit of measurement, as we've talked about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. For wine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or whiskey. Uh-huh. Wine. I, I, it, I added it to the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Uh, alcohol. It's it's like a cask. Yeah. Okay. Like it's the size of a yeah. It's a buttload. But, okay. Right. You guys, um, that was really epic. I'm so I excited really, I li- to hear what I you liked it a lot. <laughs> um but the scenery has switched. And um okay, look, I, I need to adjust my seating for this. Okay, like <laughs> I'm so so ready there's some shit going down and it's always me and it's always awkward (laughs) and oh my god okay so okay salt this is the earth it's round okay Mm. Uh, we get a very very sultry which i can't do sultry because my voice is so high (laughs) but it's a uh well this is unexpected then Tessa has her rom-com main character moment, complete with pulling together, like, the covers over her body, and the bad boy that's actually the deep-sensitive caring type slides up out of bed next to her tousle-haired and sleepy-eyed, okay? Ooh. It's a Bridget Jones movie, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the torchlights have been cranked up to 11, and the path of Victorian shame is lit up like to the bed <laughs> like a Christmas tree. <laughs> And on the other side of their invisible prison was probably the absolute best person to find you in a compromising circumstance, Magnus motherfucking Bane. Yes! Absolutely. Welcome, Magnus. Absolutely. He is the the least judgmental. He probably is the best secret keeper, like, for sure. Yeah, the right person found them. I'm glad. Could you imagine if it was Cecily? And Gabriel? (laughs) Awkward. Or Charlotte. Oh, my God. Awkward. Henry? Oh, Henry would be so disappointed. Uh, He'd be so flustered. (laughs) 
Oh, I love it. Okay, so, sorry. I'm going to quit saying okay, so, but I'm actually not, as you all know. It's just, it's my character flaw. Magnus immediately starts to poke the bear in the best way possible, letting the lovebirds know that it's probably best they get up in quickly because the cavalry is just around the bend, and if he were in their shoes, he'd want to be dressed when his rescuers arrived. <laughs> Topping the slice of pie by basically saying, like, that could just be me, but, like, I'm shy. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Is it, is it me? I, be- I, I, I beg to differ. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Wait, what, shoots- what was he wearing at the the party from the first book? I, I always picture him like Prince, dude. Like, just glitter and, yeah. like... <laughs> A jumpsuit, probably, you know, like, because <laughs> in the movie, he's wearing like underwear and like an open robe. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Oh, my oh, my goodness. Okay, let me figure out. Oh, found it. Will shoots up and gives a little Welsh curse ugh, and tries to shield Tessa from Magnus's eyes. And he is, of course, shirtless and Tessa's admiring his farmer's tan, basically, <laughs> like. Like where the browns, like the darker skin stops, like and it's she's what she's describing as a farmer's tan, okay? <laughs> Farm and he's like, only. she thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> um, and so basically, the point of the farmer's tan is to point out that the white star mark is really like brilliant in the light from the witch light and everything. And Magnus <laughs> is also helping himself. To a serving of Will's body, Will's meat, if you will. <laughs> and he notices the scar as well, and he says, interesting. But, and I don't know how, he's like, mm, interesting, or like, interesting, or is it interesting? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it could be any of those. It could be any of those. Let's analyze it for four hours. <laughs> and so then Will says, interesting, by the angel, and I just got to take a moment to say, Herondale has some attitude for someone that is getting rescued from certain death. Okay? Right? Yes. Like, you are going to die. And you ha- you're hopping an attitude? Attitude. Are you 11 teen? Because it well, sounds I- like you're my 11 teen year old daughter. <laughs> Don't do that. Someone's trying to help you. Well, and this is Magnus. Like, like we said, best possible scenario. Yes. Why are you I mean, hopping it- attitude? It could have been gone. It could have gone so wrong. Right. Yeah. Do you. Okay. So how much of this do you think is like. Embarrassment. Like mm-hmm. uh, I guess embarrassment or or kind of shame. Oh, I I mean, I have a little. Okay. Little okay. Clip, but okay. Like not yeah, much. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's embarrassment for Will and shame for Tessa. Oh, Okay. Oh, see, I thought the opposite. Interesting. Okay. 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 Not that anybody should be shamed. I mean, embarrassment is like anybody would be embarrassed if that happened to them, I Mm -hmm. think. You know, especially like whatever. And obviously shame for the Victorian era for what it is. But like, you know, anyway. Magnus tells Will that if he were a different type of person, he would have a lot to say to him. Like, he's like, I have a lot to say to you. And Will's like, well, thanks for not saying it. Ah. And then um, Magnus starts knock, knock, knocking on Morty's door. (laughs) Knock, knock, knocking on Morty's door. Uh, Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, anyway. Of course, being the sexy, sophisticated, smart warlock that he is, he easily dispels the enchantment, then throws a bag onto the bed with a quote, I brought gear. I thought you might be in need of clothing, but I didn't realize quite how it need. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like after he has finger guns, but like it's not, it, it doesn't say specifically in the story, but I think the reader can just like read between the lines yeah, there. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like that quote just proves that they've built the foundation of a lasting and functional friendship. Because if it was one of you two, I would mercilessly be roasting your ass. Like, absolutely. Definitely. Like, it was justified and necessary. Mm-hmm. So, it, like. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure we have roasted each other in circumstances exactly. such as these. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's, 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 
how you know this is built to last. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Tessa ignores Magnus's quips and starts asking all the probing questions about like, how did you find us? And who are you with? And like, is everybody unharmed? And Magnus tells her that quite a few of them were wandering the place looking for the two of them. And um, he's like, oh, sorry, he's like, basically, yeah, there's lots of people here. Like, they're all looking for you. So, like, get ready. Yeah. Please get up. Please change. And it's like, as bad the, as getting my kids up for the third fucking school. time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> get up, dude. I have, I've put a light on. I have said wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. I have said Ryzen's shine ski, Mr. Mineski. Okay. Like, it is time to get out of bed. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have you to deal with this shit. You say those no things, don't you? My dad used to say that to me every morning when I woke up, so I clearly have to. I remember. Oh, yeah, God. It, it, every day. Every day. Oh, yeah. we all need a bill. Yeah, that's this is what you missed out on. <laughs> For <Right>. real. <laughs> oh. Oh my god! And then sometimes I have to be like, I overslept, and I really need you to wake up, literally right now. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. So we have some of those too. Anyway, Dude, back in the day, Rob. So I used to go to Robin's house in the morning because I lived out of district. I had moved out of district, so I'd, I'd go to Robin's house in the morning to catch the bus. This bitch would fall asleep, fall back asleep, standing up in the shower. I have to, I'd have to go and like bang on the door and be like, Robin, wake up. That is so Robin, crazy. wake up. I don't like this. <laughs> what? Hey, hello. Were you just not getting enough sleep or were you just. Uh, dude, I never get enough sleep. Okay. She's, ever. It's impossible. She's a fucking zombie. You know what though? I'm just going to sidebar here. I've started taking iron pills and I feel literally like a different person. Oh, that's great. That's good. Like, I'm like, I am not like, I'm not exhausted literally all the time. I don't like, this is crazy. It's it's very weird. (laughs) It's just weird how like that will do that to you anyway. Yep. Bodies, man. Science. It's Ah, weird how a deficiency will fuck you up. It's crazy. Yep. Okay, sorry. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Tessa puts on the gear that Magnus brought. Um, and then all the while, she's thinking about how she really surseed her whole life up. <laughs> okay. And this is shame, shame, shame. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is why I say that I feel like she's shame and Will's embarrassment. And yes. she's like, Magnus probably thinks bad and like, I can't believe I just did this after what happened to Jim. And then like, it was like basically her knowing that like she, I feel like she feels like she betrayed Jim and then, but it could have just been a secret between her and Will. But now that Magnus know, like now everybody knows that I am that type of person. Well, in her eyes to Magnus, it probably looks like, oh, he's gone. I can just do this now. Right. Right. I've been waiting. Yeah. (laughs) I see. Yes, that's, like, what's being, like, that's what's in her internal, like, head. But I I feel, like, for Tessa as a character, this is more about the societal, like, what Aunt Harriet instilled in her. And, like, that's what's being pulled out. Like, yes, there is okay. the gem stuff. But truly, at the end of the day, her feelings are very, like, clear on like who she actually like at this point who she's in love with and who she was deciding on having a life with like they were two very different situations Mm -hmm. Uh um I think for Will though like his connection to Jem I feel like it's more shameful for him like more of like a deeper like this is I I did something bad like not I made a mistake like I did well, something and see, bad. I would say that, but Jim basically gave him his blessing before he left to go get Tessa. Yeah, I know, I but true. it was awfully quick. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I right. doubt Magnus realizes they thought they were not going to live. Like, right. Oh, right. He doesn't know about the whole "this is our last night on Earth." Yeah, thing, clearly. Right. Which, and maybe Magnus is smart enough and lived long enough that he could probably like yeah. put that together internally, which we don't get. I think in Magnus's point of view, he's like. I don't think this phases him at all. I think he's like, yeah, these are just fucking humans. Like, they're just fucking humans. I mean, obviously, Tessa. (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) They're just fucking humans. Exactly. But, like, they're they're emotional beings. And, like, it's this is not, like, Magnus has been around long enough to know that, like, proper society is a construct and not realistic to like how people behave well and like i feel like it's in his character like i said to ruthlessly like make fun of him but i don't think he actually is like it's totally in jest yeah like me making fun of you like i don't think it actually he is thinking anything above them like except let's get it on Mm. yeah it's definitely them themselves feeling guilt and shame and like Mm -hmm. all of those things that they're putting on themselves and not that we would know anything about that never no no i don't don't know know how you feel Mm. Mm. guilty and shameful no one's ever had a coyote ugly morning what are you talking about Mm. (laughs) not me (laughs) never (laughs) i don't still think about it while i'm stirring my you know dinner and and go oh god (laughs) oh You like physically have to shake it off. Well, yes, and say no out loud. Be like, no, we're not having that thought. <laughs> Intrusive thoughts. Yep. Oh man. Oh no. And and to be clear, I'm not saying anyone should be shamed. I'm just I'm in Will's head. I feel like Will is so much better at beating himself up than Tessa is. He has so much b- more fair. practice. <laughs> like, yeah. That is fair. He's a pro. Yeah. After all of that, okay. Um sorry, I stopped in the middle of a sentence. Okay. During her getting dressed. Okay, so she has the thoughts about Cersei in my life. Mix Cersei in my life. She overhears Magnus and Will's conversation and Magnus is telling Will about the portal and giving him like the roster of rescuers and letting him know they decided to split up to check the tunnels and they're poised to meet back in the central chamber in like 30 minutes. So like that was the game plan to go. So everybody's kind of like funneling through the tunnels trying to find Will and Tessa. And then after that, he's like, I'm going to like leave so you can have a minute and then we need to go boots on the ground. So after Magnus leaves, they embrace, and Tessa's like, by the angel, how embarrassing. <laughs> and Will's like, totes my goat. And like, look at you with your shadow hunter jargon. That's real hot. So I love hot. it when you talk shop to me. <laughs> and then he like kisses her all over. And he's like, I love your finger paintings, baby. <laughs> So she texts to make sure that he didn't wake up with a fistful of regret. And he assures her that he's totally into it. And there's so much more he wants to say to her. Probably wants to read her poetry or like sing her a folk song he wrote for her. But now is not the time, okay? They have to like escape the murdering demon bots. But he does end by telling her, quote, no, this is not a quote. It's a song. Yes, it's a it song a quote, quote. Which is, I believe quote. in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Despite the darkness, right? I believe yes. in a thing called love. <laughs> oh, that was the best. That video was amazing. Oh, my God. I, I listen to that song often. It's on my Spotify playlist. And so I listened it. to it earlier and I was like, Yeah. So Tessa says that she's wild in for a William and she totally believes him when he says that he loves her because like he wasn't lying about that Welsh dragon tattoo. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> By the way, I propose that we change the pronunciation of tattoo to the British version immediately and without like just instantly. Tattoo. Say it. Oh. Tattoo. Like it just sounds so much cooler. 
<laughs> oh, weird. this is okay. so weird. Okay, like, I think the most unrealistic thing about this scenario is that like they're not fucking awkward right now after being caught by Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like that is yep. nay nay. Yep. Nay nay I say. Nay nay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I I I just want you to know I am personality wise just a ball of awkward energy. I do know this scene no. in the last two chapters are supposed <laughs> to be like very sentimental and it's like the apex of the book and it's all coming together and I'm ruining it for you but you were warned last week so yeah. like it's fun okay yeah you I know do, how we do this I know I do feel kind of bad because I know it's supposed to be like the sentimental whatever it's just the wrong person got stuck with this part of the chapter anyway <laughs> no, okay this is right. there is a break on the page physically literally there's a break it's like a line. And then we have a new background. Part is over. What is dead may never die. <laughs> so we're chilling with Cecily, who's in a large chamber that reminds her of going to St. Paul's Dome with Will. Then she has this lengthy ass flashback. It's like an entire page. And like, I don't care to go into more detail about it because it's annoying. Meh. I don't care. <clears throat> I know it's supposed to be like, oh, we bonded and my brother and we did this thing. I don't give a shit. Same. Okay. Is the word count filler. <laughs> You're like, you can't go from weird, like, morning after all kinds of drama to, like, a flashback about a museum trip. Like, you can't. Yeah. No, thank er, you. Not me. You know what I meant. This chapter has been so fucking juicy, okay? Like, all the shit at the council meeting. Yeah. And then the portal for the first time. And then, like, this thing with Magnus and stuff. And it's like, I don't want to know about St. Peter Basilica, whatever. Somebody's tomb and why they wanted. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, Pass. <laughs> Pass. Okay. So they're uh, still comparing and contrasting the different domes, all right? In the Basilica, that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. St. Paul's Dome. I'm saying Basilica for whatever reason. I don't know why. Anyway, Morty's Dome is, like, windowless, okay? This one doesn't have any windows. And there's a galley running around the upper part and a platform off the galley so that someone could look down, like, evil overlord style. It awesome. is, like, this, like, as we've talked about, this guy really... Like he decorated this great for his yeah. purposes, okay? Yeah. He's got and he's got a knack for the aesthetic. He does. He's really put some thought into his um lair. Yeah. Huh? It, like he's gonna be on the cover of, you know, villains monthly or whatever that yeah. is called. Like he's it's like the Forbes list. Yeah. <laughs> like e- evil o- overlords like architecture. Like <laughs> And he's going to be standing on the little thing going, hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, again, he has a bowler hat and a cane in my brain. And it's a spread in a magazine. It's great. And it's written very like, um, God, what is that style called? I can't remember. An editorial when I used to, style? When I used to do newspaper. Yeah. It's just, you know, that sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we go back to Morty, who's walking through. Anyway. Okay. That is way big of a sidebar. Okay, so the creepy infernal device poem is etched into the courts. The infernal devices are without pity, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, of course, lined up like terracotta soldiers are hundreds of automatons. They're just ready for battle. And Sophie had stumbled into the room first and let out a scream. And everyone heard it, and they came out. I I heard it. I heard it. And and then I came out. And then I came out. Only, okay, sorry. Oof. Um, So they find Sophie, and she hacked off one of its legs. Like, she was just like, blah, just acted. And um, none of the other ones moved. And this, of course, signal out our hunters of shadows that the coast was clear to go ahead and, like, scope out the competition. (laughs) If, if somebody's legs got cut off and nobody did anything about it, we're probably safe here. <laughs> and I honestly, so honest hand to God, want to know 
why they didn't just start hacking motherfuckers up left and right? Like, if it was that easy for Sophie to cut off one of their legs, just start taking them out, man. Just start like, you're missing a leg and you're missing an arm. And then your head. Yeah, your head's off. Anyway, plot, I guess, (laughs) keeps them from doing that. But it doesn't stop Henry from being his quirky inventory self. So he has one of them laid down and starts basically performing an autopsy. (laughs) Charlotte, Bridget, Sophie, and the Silent Brothers are stood around him watching. And then the Lightwood Brothers were there as well. It doesn't sound like they're behind him, but they had come back into the room. Only Magnus and Cyril were still out in the tunnels or MIA. And Cecily is, of course, super worried that no one had found Will, but she had told herself that regardless of what was going to go down, she was going to act like a real shadow hunter and she wasn't going to scream or fuss. So she's got her big hunter boots on. So Henry calls out for them to come see what he found inside the automaton. And it's a metal box with the oral. Ouroboros. Ouroboros symbol. Okay. It's not how I said it in my head. <laughs> and as a reminder, this is that symbol where it's like the snake eating its own tail. Mm-hmm. And Henry tells everybody that it's th- this symbol gives power to contain demon energies. Like that's the purpose of using it. And Charlotte points out that like, yeah, this is also the same signal as on the Pixis. Sherlock, or rather Henry, then reminds them that Morty had stolen the Pixis from the Institute and he was afraid that he might try to animate the automatons and give them consciousness and free will. Which, why the fuck didn't you say that, Henry? Right. It seems a little too late to be bringing up old shit now. Totally agree. (laughs) So, Henry touches the box and it lights up like a witch stone. And Henry tried to jerk back, but it was too late. The automaton sat up and grabbed him. And Charlotte tried to lunge herself, remind you, pregnant, pergonante, mm-hmm. um, between them, but she was too slow. The automaton, clearly taking advice from Devo, picked up Will and is like, when a problem, oh, I said Will, sorry. Mm-hmm. Let me try that again. The automaton, clearly taking advice from Devo, Picks up Henry and is like, when a problem comes along, you must whip it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so he literally like snap, like, like snapping a chicken neck, I'm assuming. Just no. I know. So Henry goes limp and gets tossed like a salad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no. My God. No, he doesn't. He does. <laughs> no, not God. the same. Uh, different that. salads. One of you thinking <laughs> of Jello. There are two kinds of people. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, geez, Melise. Okay. Um, the automaton then goes and like literally bitch slaps Charlotte across the face. That's metal, and just, bro. I know. <laughs> this bitch is mad, dude. <laughs> he touched his box. <laughs> I was sleeping. This is like when we, they pull the demons out, right? And he's like watching an episode out. of Big Brother. I'm mad right now. Get out of my chest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Charlotte gets bitch slapped. She falls down beside Henry, and then it grabs the shadow hunter, literally goes swayzy crazy. <laughs> and like rips his throat out like in Roadhouse, dude. Just no good. Okay, wait. Whose throat? A shadow. A silent brother. A silent brother. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Legit, like that scene in Roadhouse when Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze rips the guy's throat off. I will never mm-hmm. forget that. I think I watched it when I was eight. Yeah, yep. that's what happened. <laughs> Traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, after that, blood starts spraying everywhere, and Cecily breaks her promise and screams. Uh, yeah. And then everyone just goes, why did you lie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was intense. It was. It was like camping. Yeah. 
<laughs> stuff is finally hitting the fan. Like, finally. I know. And I know we say this every single book. This is yeah. like a broken record. But I saw you pick up to read from it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so tiny. Uh-huh. Like, we don't we have only that have much like left. three chapters left. It's crazy. What's going to happen? I don't know. And B-T-dubs. No, we only have two chapters left. Yeah, because the epilogue, we're doing on the same one, right? Yeah. So, BT-dubs, there is an extra, like, a bonus story scene that happens after, at the end, after this end of, after the epilogue of this book. That I will be forcing both of you to read and discuss cool. during the wrap up. So let's do it. Oh, I love know. it. I love that for us. Yeah, where do I find I love something that for like you that? too? <laughs> what? Where do I find it? Like, how do I read it? I'll send it to you. Okay, great. Fabulous. And we will discuss it when the time comes. And okay. Let people know where to find it. Awesome. I, I took out my airbed, so I missed most of that, but I feel like you got it. Yeah. Okay. She said do your job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, make sure that you read Chapter 21, Burning Gold, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> I really think you should say Instagram. Instagram.